It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch, race fans. The Metro's longest-running racing talk show. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today and do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. And, boy, it seems like every time we record the show, Dirk, we're talking about how beautiful it is that Joe's Karting is indoors. And it seems like over the next uh, 15 days, they're lucky to be indoors. And we might do some boat racing in there. Yeah, well, might do the boat race in the parking lot. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna rain. It will rain for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, the good part is you won't have to worry about starting a lawnmower for a week. That's true. Bad news is you're gonna have to hike that thing up once we do get actually to. Yeah, to, I was uh, gonna say <laughs> on the other end, you're probably gonna do it two or three days once you get there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a lot of rain coming in the forecast. Uh, I always seem to get on my high horse with this. Uh, don't message the raceway page. Don't post on their, the racetracks will tell you when they have decided to rain out. It's not something that they're going to keep it a secret. So they will let you know through Facebook messages, Twitters, uh, Instagrams, and subscribe to the text blasts. That's always the quickest and easiest way to know if they rained out. If you don't get a text blast, they're racing. So get out to the racetracks this weekend. If somebody's able to race, go out and support them. Huge car counts, huge crowd counts. Let's have a great weekend with uh, with racing this weekend but uh, i've got one thing to add the tracks did a wonderful job last week of calling everything early yep i agree i think that um that had it been warmer weather they would have waited until the rain came which you know when i was in omaha saturday night the rain didn't get there till about seven thirty eight. so at eagle they probably it probably would have if it hit eagle at all i obviously i don't know i i talked about that last week just because you're in omaha and it's raining doesn't mean it's raining at Eagle, but, uh, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes ahead of that time, you think maybe Dirk? Well, I don't think the storm was moving that fast. So it probably would have hit down to Eagle probably an hour, an hour and a half earlier. That was a slow moving storm. Okay. It but I mean, a lot. I mean, PJ rained out at like 1030 in the morning. What was Eagle mm-hmm. about 1231 o'clock? Harlan was shortly thereafter. Yeah. Uh, off-road speedway in Norfolk rained out early. Chris Krug um, was telling me that there was there was basically no racing from northern Iowa to northern Texas. Well, that, that could be. I mean, it was a huge storm complex. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I, I just you know that all the tracks I worry about are literally right around here. I mean, obviously with my race pass, they're working with a lot more tracks. So you know, but everything around here was rained out. So. Got into racing on Friday night, and you know I think maybe we'll talk a little bit about this coming up as a conversation because we don't have a lot have a lot of news and notes. So I'm going to give you some heads up about it a little bit early, Dirk. We'll go through the uh, results from Darlington, and then we'll talk about this conversation. But I was really, really, I want to say disappointed and shocked at the number of modifieds, a modifieds racing in the area on Friday, and particularly at Crawford County Speedway when. That I saw that that was going to be a thousand to win night for the modifieds at Crawford County Speedway on Friday night. I thought, okay, low car count at I-80 Speedway because some of the bigger guys are going to run over there and, and go race and uh, and try to win that thousand thousand dollars. So we'll talk more about that coming up in a little bit. But for today's show, uh, interviews that we did at the World Wheels Car Show, Brandon Anderson of the Quick Time Podcast finally got him on the show. He joined us, and then Cole Newhaufen, who is a crew member for Joey Danley 
helped Joey pick up a win at Eagle Raceway a couple of weeks ago, is also an iRacer. We're going to talk to Cole about his time, kind of time in racing and what he's looking to get out of it over the next couple of decades. And then we'll wrap up the show in turn number four by previewing Sunday's race at Dover International Speedway at uh, one o'clock on Sunday. So that's going to be the show to come. Dirk, let's talk a little bit about Darlington before we talk about that modified conversation and get your quick thoughts on how you felt the race at Darlington went. Um, early when Kyle Busch had his right rear tire come apart and stuffed him into the wall, um, if that hadn't happened, it would have been quite the different race, mm-hmm. you know, in my opinion. But, you know, I mean, the guy battled back to get third. I don't think he ever went a lap down, but he was in and off pit road and restarted, you know, tail end Charlie. A couple of real bad hits on the inside wall on the back with Eric Almarola and Cole Custer. And Almarola's just a couple laps into the race. Yeah, Almarola tapped out at like four, lap four or five. <laughs> he completed yeah. five laps on Sunday. Yeah, it was, you know, real early and uh, just just kind of a deal with Darlington. I mean, the tires go away quick. The times fall off real quick. And, uh, I mean, you're just skating on ice a lot and, you know, they bounced around and the same thing happened to Cole Custer, you know, somebody else hit him and basically his was almost a repeat of Almarola's, you know, yeah, they were, they made note of that on the MRN broadcast that not only did they hit nearly in the same spot, but their cars were damaged nearly identical. Oh yeah. If, if you looked at the wrecks, you know, uh, both cars, the, you know, front tires all come off the ground about a foot and they hit the wall hard. Uh, obviously the safety equipment did its job. They, you know, both were able to get out of the car. They checked out the care center. One thing you talked about was the way that Kyle Busch was able to battle back and finish third. And so the guys on MRN on that broadcast mentioned that they really felt like even after that tire, Kyle had his issue that there was never any negativity on the radio. It was always positive and that they really felt like the win last weekend or, uh, uh, yeah, last weekend really kind of helped turn that team's mental state around yeah well, well a win i don't care what sports you're in a win's always good for morale yeah you know and he went out and got to the lead and was setting a pretty decent pace uh like i said tires were such a key and to have a tire come apart like it did that early in the race you know i i think that was somewhat of a defective tire because nobody else had that happen and that was like 18 laps in or something. And they were running 50 laps on the tires. So, right. yep. you know, nobody else had that happen. So that was just kind of a fluke deal. But, you know, it still happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a lot of guys bouncing off the wall, which you always do at Darlington. Um, the infamous Darlington stripe. Uh, Kyle Larson used up his stuff to get the Truex's back bumper. And then just didn't have anything to pass him with. Mm-hmm. And, uh but I mean, he made a, a real solid run, but Truex in true Truex fashion dominated. That's all there is to it. He yeah, was, and I, it, it, he was uh, first, let's see, he's the, again, he is the only repeat winner and he is the first guy of 2020 to sweep the weekend, win stage one, win stage two and win the race. Well, and that's even 2021, but. Did uh, I say 2020? <laughs> yes. <you did>. Jeez. <laughs> But he's also the first guy to do that at Darlington. Nobody else has done a sweep at Darlington. Matter of fact, they uh, Larry Max said that uh, nobody that had won the second stage at Darlington had ever won the race. And that's why they were all kind of, you know, saying, well, look, here comes Kyle Larson. It's going to be true again, you know. Yep. 
but uh, no, Truex was good. Ain't no doubt about it. Um, Denny Hamlin had a, a few issues and got the wall once. Uh, Kyle Larson got into the wall just a little bit, not much damage. Harvick looked real good at times. So it was, it was kind of like your who's who up front again. Uh, the end of the Kyle race Reddick. was well worth the, the money anybody paid for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good race. Um, especially if you start looking back in the pack, you know, you could have watched Kyle Larson come through the pack. If you, if you're a Kyle Larson fan, you would have seen that. Obviously they kept talking about it. I think Truex started second row, I think maybe the third row, maybe he was either fourth or fifth where he started from. Truex started fourth. So I said he was fourth or fifth. I couldn't remember yeah. second or third row. He was running second when Bush lost his tire. And so he was able to took over the lead at that point. And I don't think except maybe in a rotation of pit stops that he ever lost the lead. Yeah, he led seven different times for 248 laps. I mean, absolutely dominant fashion. Yeah, and I mean, 248 laps. And was the race 287? 290. Well, it ended up being 293. Okay, so yeah, it was, I just knew it was an odd number of laps there, and it wasn't mm-hmm. 300 laps. So he led 85, 90% of the race. So that's just crazy. Well, like we've talked about, Truex ended up getting the win. Kyle Larson came home second. Kyle Busch in third. William Byron fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. Harvick, Elliott, Blaney, Busher, and Newman rounded out your top 10. Like we mentioned, bad days. Eric Amarola finished after just five laps. Cole Custer wrecked out for 97 laps. Kurt Busch involved in a wreck. All of those finished tail end, Charlie. Amarola 37th. Cole Custer 36th. Kurt Busch 35th. Other than that, most of your guys that finished in the back of the pack are kind of expected to be back there. Brad Kozlowski had an issue, finished 24th after starting on the, on pole. the pole. So other than that, uh, Brad Kozlowski, 24th, he was probably the worst of the guys you would expect to be contenders at the end of that race. Yeah, he was just he was just super loose at the beginning. He led just a couple laps and uh, then just fell like a stone. That car was so far left field, they could not make enough adjustments on it to get it right. Yeah, no, and then then it just multiplied, and he got a lap down, and then he couldn't even keep the lucky dog spot. So the next next thing you know, he's two laps down. I think he finished three laps down. Yep. And uh, yeah, and this guy here almost took him, but <laughs> I, ended, I ended up taking Kyle Bush. So I was just glad Kyle kept battling, and you know, I'm still in the top ten. I've got mine spread out, and I've had a couple decent runs with. Some of the lesser guys, um, I mean, I used Bubba Wallace already once, and so I haven't used anybody twice, and I haven't used Keselowski yet. Um, I got several of the top drivers I haven't touched yet, so and I'm in good shape right now. You are r- currently running sixth. Correct. And within striking distance, and I'm, I'm basically a whole race solid in the top 16, so. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I can pretty much pick at my leisure for a while. I just want to make sure and, you know, at least have a third go round with, you know, Truex and Hamlin and Keselowski and Harvick and stuff for the f- final 10 races. Right. That's kind of my goal. So, well, that was Dover and we move on. Sorry, that was Darlington and we move on to Dover this weekend. We're going to talk more about Dar- uh, Dover coming up in turn number four. So hang tight for that. Also, Brandon Anderson of the Quick Time Podcast coming up in turn number two. And Cole Newhoffen, who is a crew member for Joey Danley and has been a crew member for a couple of prominent drivers, uh, both in the uh, various 
engine sizes of the sprint car world. We're going to talk to Cole about his time and his uh, his goals for his career in 2021. And as his, uh, his career continues, what I did want to talk about was uh, I kind of teased it a little bit earlier. The shocking car count at, well, uh, I-80 Speedway, I think they had 11 modifieds for uh, the NASCAR weekly competition on Friday. And when I was kind of getting to the track that day, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's going to be a slow day anyways for, for the modifieds because uh, Crawford County's paying a thousand to win. So I was kind of thinking they'll probably end up getting 25, somewhere around in their modifieds. And they ended up drawing 13. And I was really surprised that only 13 modified drivers went and what Crawford's an hour and a half from Omaha. If maybe an hour and 45, I think it was an hour 15 for me from council bluffs. Really not that far to go. I mean, I saw that, and uh, I mean, it's been 10 years now since I worked that summer up at PJ, but we had a thousand to win show in the middle of the summer and got eight cars. That, that just, that blows my mind. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm sitting here looking and, and I don't want to talk bad about anybody that showed up to that race, but Ryan Jenkins loves that racetrack. He's not on there. He wasn't at I-80 on Friday. I don't know where he was. Jordan Grabowski. I know he's got his alliances and his his tracks that he likes to go and run at, but that's a thousand to pay IMCA points paying race. Go race there. Uh, Anthony Roth, where was he at? Shane Hyatt, where was he at? There was some big hitters that you typically see at big paying modified races that didn't go down to Crawford County Speedway, and I'm I'm kind of wondering where the heck they're all at. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. I I don't know, and I don't remember reading about any type of USMPS race that was close by that they might have gone to. Well, and they uh, those guys usually don't go to a USMTS race. I mean, when USMTS comes to to I eighty Speedway for the Silver Dollar Nationals, Jordan Grabowski usually doesn't run it. Dylan Smith didn't run it for a long time. Shane Hyatt wouldn't run it for a long time. Now that race is a non USMTS modified race, so it's not USMTS. It is just a straight local modified race that pays well. Now I expect you'll see those guys, but I just, you know, you look at the modified car count throughout the area and everybody kept telling me on Friday night and on Saturday, when I was talking about this with some people said, those modifieds are just way too expensive. You're talking about a a 30 to $35,000 operation. And at that cost, you could just go buy yourself a bragging rights late model and, and have a top tier operation. Yeah. but let's be honest, there's guys running sport mods that have probably 30 grand wrapped up in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys are buying new chassis every year, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, they aren't free, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just kind of weird the way some of that stuff happens. Uh, like you said, why why Ryan Jenkins wasn't there? And I'm taking it he wasn't at I-80 either, right? He was not, no. You know, I figured that's when, when he didn't come. I, 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 I figured that's where he went. And when I had a conversation with uh, with Jacob Hobscheid and I said, well, you could go down and win that race. Why aren't you down there? And he said, well, honestly, the NASCAR weekly points pays better than a chance to win at a thousand dollar race at Crawford County Speedway. So I'm going to stick to the NASCAR points because he's Jacob's got the points lead right now. And with the double features, he's just walking away with it. And, you know, if, if he gets into some national money. Yeah. That's obviously got a lot to do with it. That is one thing that has always been true. NASCAR's national money and IMCA's money aren't even in the same place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No contest. 
And just to follow up with that, as of last Friday's races, Jacob Hobshad had a 15 point lead over Dylan Silman. I'm just, I'm, I'm really surprised at the, at the modified car count. Well, it's just uh, the rules contradict themselves so much. I mean, first they decided they were going to go ahead and allow a crate engine in there. And that theoretically should save the guys some money because it can't be claimed, you know, mm-hmm. so outside of a couple valve spring changes, as long as you're not running it six nights a week, you ought to be able to get a, a summer's worth of racing out of the motor yeah. before you have to send it in and get one of the certified rebuilders to rebuild it. Um, but then they turn around and allow you to put a couple thousand dollar quick change underneath the car. The IMCA guys all bitched about wanting that quick change so they could run I, or uh, USMTS races and be competitive, and now nobody runs them. Yeah. You know, so they shot themselves in the foot, basically, you know, because it is a big advantage over a nine inch, you know, which was the standard rear end in those cars until they, you know, allowed the quick change. Yeah. I mean, the quick change, you literally, you have infinity on your gear ratios, you know, I mean, you know, where you don't quite have that with a nine inch and you can change a gear in a matter of five or 10 minutes where you can't do that with a nine inch, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a mystery sometimes. We'll have to figure out what's going on there, but I, I definitely would love to know what's going on because it's I love watching the modifieds run, and I hope to heck they can get things kind of straightened out and something. But it maybe it has to do with graduations. I know it's tis the season for graduation parties, and I'm already getting you know some guff from my sister because I'm not going to be there on I'm, well I'm not planning to be there on Saturday because I'm planning to be an eagle, but we'll see what Mother Nature has to say about that. Uh, so I might miss my niece's actual graduation party, actual graduation, but I'll be at the party on Sunday. Maybe that was it. Maybe they, they were all at graduation parties. Who knows? Well, but, I'll tell you another thing that I thought was a little bit interesting is I saw that Willie Kirk came down and ran his sport modded I-80 on Friday night. They're from Salex, Iowa. They drove past Denison to come to I-80. Yeah, and they did last week, too. Well, last week would technically be the week you're talking about. They've done that for two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's you know, the, I've I've Joe Kaziski has told me. He says, Dan, there's one thing I've learned in the mod, uh, trying to put on a modified race. The drivers will tell you that we'll come race if you put on a, a high paying show. You put on a high paying show, you'll get 15 cars. You put on a regular weekly show, you pay him three, four, five hundred dollars to win, you'll get 20 cars because it makes no sense at all. Yeah, well, that some of those guys figure the big names are coming for the high dollar show, so they don't bother showing up. That's the difference between the weekly show and the high dollar show. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. You know, and the only modified show I can tell you in the area that I can think of off the top of my head that does well is the Charlie Clark Memorial. That'll get 25, 28, maybe, maybe 30 modifieds there. And they'll start, I think they start 24 of them for the A feature. Uh, 24 or 22, I can't remember exactly. It makes more sense that it would be 22, but I think it's 24. But yeah, that's the only race I can think of that, actually draws a healthy modified race a healthy yeah. modified crowd for a, for a special that is that's the prestige and it does know. pay well i mean it's two thousand twenty two dollars to win each of the segments and there's two segments in that so i think only one person in history has won both of them Grabo, obviously no actually not jesse dennis really Grabo has won the overall several times but he's not won both of them jesse dennis hmm. is the, if anthony ainsley is correct and i i think we all know he typically is. Jesse yeah, Dennis is the only good. one to, that has uh, that has won both features. Yeah, like I said, that's the prestige on that race. Mm-hmm. That's like the Boone Nationals. You know, you're going to get a gazillion cards for that race True. every year, mm-hmm. just because of the prestige. And I absolutely, 
they don't pay diddly squat and it's absolutely the toughest race to win <laughs> yep <laughs> it is i mean you know it's, absolutely you know All and right. i think i think they still take the top three or top five motors and do a silent auction everybody's engine gets claimed type deal now i don't know if they still do that with the crates but yeah i don't do know great motors so all right, so modified drivers, get out and race, please. We love to watch you. I love to watch you. I want to see you race. All right, let's take a break. Unless there's anything else we need to talk about. Uh, the only other thing I was going to mention is uh, the SRX series. Uh, Kenny Schrader was doing some testing over at Knoxville this week, yeah. and he was he was going to be testing at several tracks. So I don't know. I think he went up to Slinger Speedway and was testing it up there. And basically, from what I read, the Testing at Knoxville was just trying to zero in on a gear and some stuff like that. But uh, Ray Everham was over there, and uh, they showed some pictures of the car. And just so some of you maybe maybe not know, that SRX series was is a series that Tony Stewart and Ray Everham are putting on. And the idea is it's a lot like the old IROC series where everybody has the exact same race car. To my understanding, Ray Everham built them all. Well, maybe not by hand, but he oversaw the building of all of them. And what you're talking about is that Kenny Schrader went out there and was probably trying to find some sort of zone where the gearing ratio, the, the, all the stuff is work is raceable. And then everybody's going to have the exact same everything when they go out and race. So the theory, again, a lot like the iRacing, the iRock series was that when everybody's got the same playing field, it's in the driver's hands again. Correct. I mean, yeah. And that's always been, a NASCAR theory. That's why they tech the cars so tight is they want the driver to win the race, not the mm -hmm. car. And that's when the IROC series came about with literally identical cars for drivers from all different, you know, uh, sections of racing. You had your IndyCar drivers, et cetera, et cetera, road racers, NASCAR guys, sprint car guys, you know, world outlaws guys type. And, uh, you know, they all climbed in supposedly identical cars and, and went out and went racing. Hey, just saw this pop up in my Facebook timeline, but uh, David Starr is partnering with Brett Baer and uh, Children's Hospital, Children's National Hospital for their paint scheme this weekend in the Xfinity Series race at Dover. And yep. they have brought on a new sponsor, Brown's RV Superstore is going to be a, a sponsor in them. Looks like. Well, Brown's was, was part of their deal at Darlington. I know that. So, okay. so Brown's already been on, you know, part of the car once. Um, I don't know how much they signed on for, but uh, they it doesn't really say. All right, good job for David Starr bringing on some new sponsorship. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back to turn number two. Brandon Anderson of the Quick Time Podcast is going to join us. Then Cole Newhoffen is going to join us in turn number three. We'll be back in turn number four to wrap it all up by previewing Sunday's race at Dover. We'll be right back. Red Oak Fabrication in Red Oak, Iowa is changing the powder coating game. Drivers and teams have overpaid for good work for far too long. Get to Red Oak Fabrication and get quality powder coating at an affordable price. A brand new bare frame gets done for $450. Plus the turnaround time, days, not weeks. Get your free estimate today. Email Jordan F at RedOakFabrication.com. See what Red Oak Fabrication can do for you today on their Facebook page or at RedOakFabrication.com. 
Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 